how do you be half man, half robot? Now that I've said it, I'm confused by it. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode. What's crack a lackin'? How are you today, Meg? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. How are you as well? Mm. Yes, very good. I'm enjoying this delicious wine you've put in front of me. You're welcome. It always makes the podcast go better. Uh, this one here is uh, good stuff. Yes. It's I from Wollonga in South Australia. pay for. <laughs> Thank you, relatives who took pity on me. <laughs> mm, we call it pity one. <laughs> um, sci-fi. Mm, yes. Yay. Don't we love it? We do sure do love it. How um, don't you love it, Izzy? No, not at the moment. Your favourite genre? It fluctuates wildly depending on what you've shown me in the previous week. So at the moment, hard no. All right. I mean, I was a little bit mean to you last week. I mean, mean is a very subjective term. <laughs> a lot of people would have been thrilled. I knew it would have had to happen at some point. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just ripping off the Band-Aid. I'm glad we've ripped the Band-Aid now. Um, the Band-Aid being Star Wars. Yes. For those of you who did not catch last week, I uh, made it Izzy Watch Episode 4, A New Hope of Star Wars. Uh, mixed reviews. Mixed reviews from our ignorant friend here. I wouldn't call them mixed. I'd just call them quite negative. Well, mine were quite good. So oh, that's true. There's balance. two of us on this point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This okay. isn't the Izzy show. I forget. It's Sci-FYI. <laughs> Sci-FYI. Subtitle, the Izzy show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this week, I'm being much nicer to you after the uh, apparent horror Yippee. that was last week. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of a love story. <gasps> You know I love them. I know you love them. Ooh. You really do love them. Is it 27 dresses? You love you some trash. No, it's not. Tw- <laughs> I hate Catherine Heigl. Let's not even go into Catherine. Don't even get me started. I could talk for hours about Catherine Heigl. Actually, you know what? Maybe in another episode we can talk about Catherine Heigl because maybe I'll wa- make you watch some sci-fi she was in once. You are getting so sassy right now. Your whole body language just screams <laughs> sass. And I have no strong opinion on Catherine Heigl. I don't know why 27 Dresses came to my mind. I've not watched that movie since I was about 16. I'm glad to hear it. It's a rubbish movie. <laughs> so what are we watching this week? This week, we're going to watch Bicentennial Man. Ah, okay. We uh, were recommended this one by one of our Danish listeners. Mm. Shout out to Kenneth. We really appreciated your uh, recommendations. If yeah. anybody else has any other recommendations, feel free to send them our way. Yeah, thanks for the uh, the recommendation, Kenneth. You did in Kenneth's email. He did point out many times that I was not to research them before we watched them. Yeah, so I wasn't was allowed nice to do him. any reading. Which, trust me, Kenneth, not interested in reading about them. <laughs> <laughs> There's no no potential that I'm going to be reading about these things before I have to watch them. Izzy doesn't want to spend any more time than I'm already forcing her to on sci-fi. But it was a nice concern of yours. I really appreciate that. Uh, Bicentennial Man. Go. Is he half man, half robot? That's a pretty good guess. Have you seen it before? No. It just sounds like he would be. Oh, Oh my God, I got one right. (laughs) You've hit the nail on the head. I was so yes. unprepared for this. Okay, but elaborate. So which half of him is a robot? And how does that affect the love story? <laughs> His penis is mechanic. <laughs> no. It's the only part of him that's mechanical. It's just a robot penis. The rest of him, man. It's really awkward. <laughs> no, it's a nice movie. Let's not okay. scum it up. 
So it's how do you be half man, half robot? Now that I've said it, I'm confused by it. <laughs> so does he have software? Is he just like a man like robot? Yeah. Like he's got emotions as a as a robot though. Yeah. Okay, so it's like an, a progression on artificial intelligence. Um, and he falls in love, I'm guessing, with a human lady. <laughs> You're just nailing this one, is he? <laughs> nailing it. Um, See, you know why you're nailing this? No, he can't fly. That's ridiculous. Oh. But you know why you're nailing this? It's because it's full of all of the tropes that are common in trashy <laughs> rom-coms, but with a sci-fi spin. And you're just so familiar with that genre that you're just, you're uh, you're doing really well. Yeah, you told me it was a love story and I picked up some hints from the title of Bicentennial Man. Um, okay, so he's half man, half robot, falls in love with a human lady, mm-hmm. um, doesn't focus on their sex life. No, it's family he friendly. He can't fly. Uh, I guess that he saves her from some awful dictator situation. Oh, okay. You know? That took a political spin. A damsel in distress. Okay. Kind of situation. All right. I'm leaning towards kind of um, Spider-Man, Batman situations. Like he rescues her. Yes. Because he has like all of this extra strength and skill. Yeah. From being half a robot. Yeah. Okay. So he like doesn't fly in because I've just told you you can't fly, but he... He marches in and, and saves her from some sort of situation is what you're hypothesizing. If he can't fly, what's his power? Maybe he has super strength. I don't know. Why am I doing your job for you? <laughs> I know what happens. I guess he's, you didn't ever say that he was a superhero. Maybe he doesn't need to have a power. Maybe he's just really good at computing things and he works in an office um, and he, the lady he falls in love with is the receptionist um, and he's really awkward and doesn't want to talk to her very often. Um, so then he prints out lots of things just so that he has chances to talk to her without feeling awkward about it. Um, and then they fall in love and it's actually really banal. You started off spot on <laughs> and then, and then your guesses got weirdly specific and really incorrect. <laughs> um, okay. What else could it be? It's actually quite a good movie. It's not banal at all. Um, um would you like to know who's in it? Okay. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Oh, the guy who died recently. Oh, my God. Is he? I forget. I'm bad with names. He's an international treasure. Yeah. I never loved him. Really? No. So funny, though. Well, you're going to love him after this movie. Uh, Is he the Bicentennial Man? Yeah. Ugh. Couldn't they have someone really attractive? Can you just be more excited that I've given you this great movie (laughs) this week, please? I don't want to watch an office rom-com. I give you an inch and you take a mile. I don't care about the receptionist love story. (laughs) It doesn't exist. You fabricated it in your own head. I never said there was a receptionist love story. In fact, I implied there was not one. (laughs) I do like winding you up, though. (laughs) I think I've had too much wine. (laughs) Well, the night is young. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess... Failing the receptionist love story, it could be. Oh man, there's a million ways I could take this. It could why be. Why don't we? Why don't we just watch it? Okay, and... can I have one last guess? Oh, by all means, please. Is it twenty seven dresses, but instead of a human man, it's a half man, half robot in the in the love story? Fingers what do you think the likelihood is of me going? Oh my god, you're correct. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm sort of thinking somewhere between absolute zero and point oh 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 one out of a million. Oh, 
Well, when you put it that way, I think I've got it. <laughs> yeah, that's how statistics works. Oh, fine. Let's watch it. Okay. See you later, listeners. I'm excited. Well, that wasn't 27 dresses. No. No, it was not. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Um, wasn't it better than 27 dresses? It was very long. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that long, actually. <laughs> it kind of... it. The plot seemed to be wrapping up and then something else would pick up. Yeah. At one point, he was, like, just only up to the bit in the movie for you guys listening. So he starts off in the house of the Martins Mm -hmm. and then um, they all grow up and then he leaves the house. He builds his own house on the beach. Yes. Which is, like, the very start of the movie. The plot has not progressed that far at this point. And you said, wow, they're really covering, like, a really long (laughs) unit of time, aren't they? Like, they're really spanning the years. And and I was like, this is, like, you know, a sixth of the way through the the movie. Which I didn't really pick up from the title Bicentennial Man. Yeah. It was covering two centuries. You said you understood the title in our little (laughs) intro, and clearly you did not. Somehow I thought that meant robot. In my head I was like, "Mm, robot. (laughs) That's what Bicentennial Man means. Not, like, 200 years. Maybe it was the man that that tipped me off to the robot, you know? It's something before man, so there's got to be something different about the man. Okay. I don't know. Um, All right, let's start at the start. Okay. He gets delivered to the Martin house, you said? Yep. The Martin house. I was paying attention. Yep. And he displays the rules of robots. Yeah, that was cool. Right in front for everyone. I liked it. It was really fun. It was kind of like a party. I said it was the most entertaining part of his program. (laughs) Um, I think it's pretty topical considering there's a lot of fears about Mm. um, AI in this age. You know, Stephen Hawking released that letter saying that, you know, the robots are going to take over. Yeah, basically, like, we should be really worried about creating intelligent robots. Stephen Hawking, don't scare me. (laughs) I don't want to know. But then then, um, Andrew had all of those rules, like, you cannot hurt a human, you must obey a human unless it's – unless – the human is obeying you, is yeah, forcing you to hurt them. There's the first rule of robots yeah. and then there's the other two, but they defer to the first one. Yeah, and the first one like, is you must not harm any humans. Yeah. Um, but then he becomes one. Weird. That's an odd progression <laughs> of a storyline. And then you just, you just go from the very start of the movie and then you just skip straight to the end of the movie. Good. Wrap-ups with Izzy. Done. And that's the end of this week's podcast. <laughs> uh, no, why don't we talk about Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. What a weird acting gig that would have been. Yeah, it's kind of like his branding, though. Like he's Is a, it? He's a, he's oh, a, for weird. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Yes. Was a weird guy. Fantastically brilliant, intelligent, amazing weird guy. Mm-hmm. But um, also, like, yeah, he was wearing so much all the time. Yeah, I had that thought when I was watching him uh, walking along the lake or the river, whatever it was, when they'd been to see the manufacturer the first time. Yeah. They're walking along some body of water. So after after um, Mr. Martin realises that he's creative and, and can innovate and, yeah. and basically has emotions. Yes. And, and they go back to the manufacturer to be like, hey – just thought you should know about this yeah and he's just like we'll pay you for it we want to wipe him and make him normal because he's a threat to humanity or our company or whatever yeah yeah so after that they're walking along um the water and it's just like you know it's Robin Williams and he's inside that costume and you can hear his voice and everything yeah but this is before I realized that he was actually going to turn into a human and I was just watching him and I was like how weird would that whole role have been for him where he's just got to Act like a robot, dress up in this whole gear the whole time. Yeah. It would be a really weird gig. Mm. 
All right, moving along in the plot. Okay. He needs to learn about sex when he's becoming more human-like. Yeah, they're giving him humanity lessons. Like give how him... to tell a joke. That yeah. And they give him oddly specific detail about sex for a family movie. For comedic purposes, obviously. Yeah, I guess they're really trying to aim it at the adults at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that movie was targeted as a rom-com. Mm. like a sort of like sci-fi rom-com when it was first released or if it was targeted as a family movie and then they just expected that stuff to go over kids' heads. Because a lot of like family, like children's movies back Mm. in like the 90s had a lot of sexual undertones that just go straight over kids' heads. Yeah, I guess I never realised. But I didn't watch a lot of family movies. I don't know if, if, if that was the target audience or not. But I would definitely watch it a lot as a kid. Yeah, and I feel like kids would really enjoy it. But what – it's just a lot of de- – they bring up sex as if you know what it is. But they don't show the sex. No, they don't show the sex. They refer the to it. They, they refer to the sex, <laughs> but they don't show the sex. No, because it's a good, wholesome family movie. <laughs> so the robot, what's his face? Andrew. Andrew, yes. Andrew the android. Ah, clever. Did you miss that? Yep. Okay. Good to know you're paying attention. <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> um, so Andrew's playing the duet with Little Miss yeah. on the piano. How cute's Little Miss? Yeah, sure. Okay. She's Carry pretty on. cute. And um, she finishes playing and then she gets up as a teenager or however old she is at that point and then she kisses him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. What was the point of that kiss? To show affection and respect. But surely by that point they've been living together for, what, 15 years, say? Yeah. They have a a working relationship. Yeah. In terms of... But he's also been learning about human characteristics and human traits and and quirks and social conventions, so I think Mm -hmm. he would have understood and appreciated the gesture. I think he would have... Yeah. Like, he can't feel it. Yeah, he can't feel he, it. But he knows it's happening. It just seems odd to kiss a robot, you know? Like, imagine your lips touching the cheek of a robot. I've definitely probably kissed my phone before. <laughs> Every single day when you <laughs> drop like, it. Just oh, thank you for not breaking. <laughs> Although, yeah. A fun fact for the listeners at home. Meg drops her phone at least once a day. Um, she has recently broken her iPhone. After months and months of abuse, my iPhone finally gave up the ghost which is fair enough it had been it had been loyal it had, it had served me well you can't blame it at this point <laughs> it was it was taped together with gaff it was missing screen in all of the corners <laughs> every single corner it had served me well anyway you do kiss it a lot you're right I, not a lot <laughs> that's unhygienic i'm just saying i probably have before okay i've walked in on you making out with it multiple <laughs> times i practice <laughs> Um, okay, so they play piano, progressing quickly through the plot because not a lot happened. A lot happened. Oh, do you, were you so not appreciating slowly. like their prediction of the future and what it would look like aesthetically and what would be what we would be capable of doing? I did. I appreciated they talked about a credit disc rather yeah. than a credit card, which seems, which seems weird. It was kind of like a plastic floppy disc, and we're definitely past that point. Yeah. <laughs> credit cards were definitely smaller. Like, and that's more. not that's not what they're looking like. Credit, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to look like a little chip in our you know finger or something. Yeah. I think at that point, you just scan your forehead. But you know, you don't know. They tried. They tried. 
Um, and then they also had the car with the doors that open upwards. Yeah. That was such a big thing for like movies to do. Yeah, just like a DeLorean. It seems impractical. You just have to have more room to open your door, you know? Like Yeah, so you like you couldn't have a small carport, is what you're saying. Yeah. And space is gonna be an issue in the future. Yeah. So And yeah, even you're right. Opening it onto like a busy street. If you're yeah. in the driver's seat, if you open onto a busy street, yeah, you're right. You're gonna hit other cars with that slowly opening upwards facing but like, door. Same as opening outwards, like our doors. I just but you have more you can, control over yeah, that. Yeah, you can squeeze in. Yeah. You can hold it so that it will only fit your width and squeeze yeah. out. Yeah, okay. All right, you've convinced me. That's not what I was talking about, but speaking of little space, we're going to need to fit in a smaller space in the world. Yeah. If robots need homes, like Andrew did, we're fucked. But that's the whole point. Andrew was an anomaly. He was the only robot of his kind. Well, there were two. That other, the other robot girl. Did you miss that? She just had her personality chip turned on. You weren't paying attention at all. Oh, I knew she had a personality she, chip, but I thought it was... His personality chip wasn't turned on. Oh. But he had a personality anyway. Right, I see. Because he was, you know, this unique, amazing mm-hmm. robot that had humanity. Whereas Galatea, her personality chip was turned on so that she was perky. Right. So if you turn that off, she would just be like a subservient robot. Oh, I see. Okay. So she, he got really excited but then realised very rapidly that she wasn't like him. So then at the end what had happened, she had had his whole transformation. Yeah, she just had the same aesthetic transformation as he had. So he, she, And she became a nurse. She was their nurse, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. Um, so she still had her positronic brain mm-hmm. um, but she'd had the same upgrades he'd had so that she looked like a human. Yeah, okay. But she right. hadn't gone as far as he had. Okay. In as much as, you know, making himself mortal. Yeah. Yeah, because that seems silly. We're just going to skip over the science of that because... Uh, Not possible. Not possible, but maybe one day. We'll (laughs) gloss over it by just saying, nope. (laughs) Leaving Mm -mm. it it be. It's it's fiction. Well, let's go into his body, how he became a human from robot transformed into a human by slowly replacing everything that makes him... A robot. Yeah. Um, Except for his, like, robot soul, Yeah, I guess guess his chip. I don't know. His chip must have remained in there, but he still had blood and everything else. Yeah. Makes him age. So clearly he he wasn't obviously a human, but he was slowly replacing himself so that he effectively functioned like a human did. So he was Mm. a very good mimic. Yes. And to the point where he no longer aged and became, yes. became mortal and slowly decayed until he died. I feel like they dealt with the issue of mortality very well. Yeah, it was. It was poetic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite lovely in the way that they did it and saying that, you know, it's it's better to have mortality. His, uh, I can't, little Mrs. Granddaughter or great-granddaughter. Granddaughter, yeah. She didn't want uh, to meet, be immortal. No. She wanted it to end, so I liked that. I thought that was a very nice way to deal with mortality and yep. those issues that surround everything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Again, not what I was going to talk about initially, but I get off track quite quickly. While he was doing the transformation in terms of being able to eat and drink beer. Oh, yeah. He was still quite robotic at that point when he was having that upgrade, I think. And um, he was to be able to drink, you need to make the robot waterproof. I want that technology. <laughs> you want your phone to be waterproof? I mean, I think they have waterproof phones now, yeah. but like everything electronic to be waterproof. My laptop, 
everything. Yeah. So much like I drop my phone regularly, Mm -hmm. I'm also not good at looking after my laptop either. Nope. Which keys don't work on your laptop? Uh, O, P, backspace, M, occasionally the on-off button. (laughs) So I just don't turn it off. Because you spilt what on your keyboard? Coconut milk. (laughs) In my defense, I was cooking a delicious luxa. Was it worth it? Probably not. (laughs) MacBooks don't like It's only when the laptop is cold. Once the laptop warms up a bit, all the keys work again. (laughs) Such a weird problem to have. Um, Yeah, I agree. Waterproof. But basically by this point, he was replacing his insides to be like synthetic organs. Yeah, he'd been working pretty hard. And I think he probably was waterproof anyway, even when he was a fresh android. Yeah, a newly born. Yeah. Speaking of. Okay. As you upgrade a robot to become more and more human and he became able to taste. Yeah. I just, I felt like watching, um, what's little Mrs. Granddaughter's name? Portia. Portia. Watching Portia teach him about foods and eating and everything. Scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. Mm -mm. It's like watching a newborn learn food. But like an intelligent newborn? Yeah. Like Like if a newborn could talk. Like, yuck, mum, I don't like this minced up carrot. Yeah. Don't feed this to me. I just feel like dating a robot who's just learnt to taste is just like dating a newborn. Except more socially acceptable. In a weird way, yes, and then in a weird way, way less socially acceptable. Yeah. You know, because he is a robot, they'll never be accepted. Yeah. Until the day he dies. Except they were. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just thought it was a bit weird. I'm watching their conversations about it. It was weird to watch. He's too new to the world. It's weird. But he'd been, he was older than her. Like, he wasn't new to the world. He was just new to these particular experiences of the world. He's new to the human world. Yeah. It's, it's a very odd situation. I guess one that I'm not going to have to worry about in my no, lifetime. probably not. Again, fiction. Now, also. Yep. He went to find Portia because, oh, no, he'd met Portia but then he went to Portia her apartment. He met Portia by accident and then yeah. after Little Miss died, she was all he had left. Yeah, and went to her apartment and he was like, oh, we're family you know, we've got the same last name. I want you to be in my family because I really have loved your grandmother and I loved your great grandparents. Um, and because we have the same last name, we should we should really have this connection. Yeah. And then he went and banged her. Eventually. And he, they weren't genetically related, therefore, like in, incest is not a thing. Yeah, but isn't that still weird? Do you not feel odd about that? No, I feel more odd about the fact that little Miss loved him in some way like Mm -hmm. a brother or like like, they sort of implied that it was romantic when she was talking about her fiance so I think I feel more weird about the fact that they used the same actor for Little Miss and Portia and they implied that Little Miss was in love with Andrew and then Andrew and Portia fall in love I feel more weird about that that does say a weird thing about genetics doesn't it yeah, you know, I mean, like, genetic resemblance doesn't quite work like that. But. And it also says that if you're related, you will love the same person. No, but they were different people. They had different traits, and, and Andrew didn't love Little Miss like that, but he loved Portia like that. I think he did, but though. I just think it's weird that it was kind of like, well, I'm not quite up to the technology to date you, Little Miss, but give me two decades <laughs> and I'll be able to bang your granddaughter and it'll be basically the same, like... That's what I feel uncomfortable about. In the he did mention something, though, about how um, there must be a genetic uh, um, 
resemblance between Little Miss and the granddaughter because he said something like, oh, you're both so adverse to loving a robot or something like that. No, no, that's because she said the same thing. I can't emotionally invest in a robot. And that's what um, her great-grandfather said. Oh. I think, like, it was – I think she said something like that. Like, oh, no, or her great-grandmother. One of the – I think it was one of the original parents said – Okay. We can't emotionally invest in a robot. Yes. Okay, right. All right, so basically the moral of this movie is don't fall in love with a robot. Oh, it worked out fine for them. They had a happy ending. That's completely not the moral. I think the moral, the moral of this is consider what makes us human. Like Andrew was very human. He was a good person. You know, he had mm. all of the traits that we we associate with being a good person, but he wasn't a person and he strived to become a part of that. So I think it's it's about like what what makes us human, you know? Okay, so the moral of the story is mortality is good. I don't know about that either, but, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Agree to disagree. Okay. (laughs) All right. Cool. I think that brings us to the end of this week. I guess so. I guess so. Hmm. I think we have reached the end of our general discussion points. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, Okay. So thank you very much for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We'll uh, see you next week. Yes. Well, actually, I have a request for next week. Oh, okay. Um, we've had a listener write in, shout out to Dave and thanks Dave. Dave made a similar request to what I would like to watch. I want to know what this stranger things is about. Oh, you know what? This was on my list anyway. So I'm really glad that you've requested it. That means that you're engaged. Um, but I know it's a series. It's a series. And, uh, I think that to really appreciate it, you need to watch more than one episode. Okay. So maybe we should take two weeks and you should try and watch, all of the first season okay in that two-week period all right because i've seen it mm-hmm. you can watch it in your own time okay and then yes. we'll come back and we'll discuss in my own time means in bed yeah yeah <laughs> probably okay beautiful so we're gonna take uh two weeks and watch stranger things or i'm gonna watch stranger things and we'll come back to you. we might even after this record the start of a stranger things episode put that up next week yeah and then the week after we'll have our stranger things episode Okay. All right. Brilliant. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. guys. See you later.